Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 19 of the Hockey Tank Podcast. This is Sunday, March 13th, 2022, in windy Newfoundland and Labrador. My name is Trevor Blackler, and as always, I'm joined with the quirky and the quaint Stephen Hale. What are you at today, man? How much, buddy? Uh, shitty day here, a lot of flurries. Uh, weather's not too great, so I've been outside. Uh, kind of a lazy Sunday, I guess you'd uh, call it. What are you at? Just a bunch of the same, man. I got uh, a couple assignments due for uh, for school, and I was working all weekend, so I've just been grinding, man. I haven't left the house either. Yeah. You don't stop, man. The grind never stops. The grind never stops, man. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's good to take some time and relax and talk about some hockey. So, oh, I love I'm, it. Uh, I'm pretty excited to get this one going. Yeah, man, let's get into it. All right, so I guess we'll uh, tell the viewers what we're doing today uh, on today's uh, program. We'll recap last week's hockey news, as always. Then we'll put in a spotlight on another NHLer from The Rock. And then we'll finish off the show by looking at some older playoff teams um, that might be able to take a run. I mean, Steve will uh, talk about what they might have to do if they want to hoist the cup one more time uh, with their core. So... Uh, if that sounds good to you, Steve, uh, we could probably get going on the news. Yeah, I think we should begin. Happening live right now is the Heritage Classic in Hamilton, Ontario, and I think the Tim Hortons Arena or Stadium. Um, mm. It's going to feature the Buffalo Sabres against the Montreal Canadiens. Toronto, like Maple Leafs. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what else. <laughs> I Canada wrote down there. I, I, um... Buffalo and Toronto. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I'm not watching it right now live. So as a Leafs fan, that's pretty bad. But I, I've got it like recording, so I'm gonna watch it later. Skip the commercials. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at any scores, so it'll be exciting, you know. All right. Well, I'm definitely gonna look at some scores, so I'll try not to ruin it for you. But uh, I'm just gonna oh, get to highlights tomorrow because I'm not a huge fan of either of these teams. So. Wow. But anyway, um, in sorry, geez, um, in classic NHL fashion, as of late, the Leafs and the Buffalo Sabers both. Uh, dressed up as different in different costumes. Do you do you know I'm what saying, they were? All right, so um, I don't want to ruin that for you. Construction uh, workers, right? Yep, yep. And uh, then like like it looked like Space Jam outfits. I'm not really sure. Oh my god, man! You never watched Semi Pro. All right, uh, so uh, the Leafs showed up in hard hats and orange coveralls to I guess simulate like blue collar working class, like uh, kind of look like they're oil rig workers. And then the Buffalo Sabres came into the game wearing semi-pro basketball uniforms. And I can't believe you've never seen this movie with Will Ferrell in it. That's shocking. That is no, an man, absolute I'm, disgrace. I'm sorry. I'm not a big movie guy. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it is a bit older, so I suppose we'll have to give you some uh, some Maybe slack. We'll... But it's a, it's an absolute classic, man. you got to watch it. I'll have to write it down. There's probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's probably so many, I don't know, movie quotes you've heard of it, but just didn't know. Because yeah. it's it's so I don't know that happens iconic. to me all the time. Because I'm not a big movie guy, so people will say shit, and I'm just like, yeah. But you don't you know what that's from? No, but I laugh anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll usually get some stuff unless it's like way older. I'm, I'm half good on uh, movies, but I like a lot yeah. of stuff that like even RA from like Spit Chicklets says. I'm like, the fuck was that? But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm usually good for I'd I'd say about seventy five percent of them. Yeah, I'm twenty percent here. Definitely. Oh jeez, shocking. Anyway, uh, so last week we talked about Yager having a game in Prague. Um, did you catch any of that or see hear anything else about it? Yeah, I watched some videos, some clips. I never watched the game. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like the arena was like a packed arena. 
it looked like in they did pretty well they helped raise over one hundred sixty thousand dollars for ukrainian refugees so yeah that's good to see uh nhl don't uh, the nhl donated 68 uh thousand so you know yeah obviously yager's number perfect no that yeah to donate yeah it is perfect man so that's a that's a nice chunk of change to help out these poor people man as we try to i don't know figure out some uh i don't know sanity it's back into the lives yeah, it's been a tough couple of years on this planet, I must say. Dude, I'll tell you, man. I'm looking. China. I'm looking forward to uh, hockey on uh, Mars. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we can. Uh, yeah, we should be able to get some ice. I don't think it's hot out there. Third rock from the sun right now. So, where yeah. where's Mars? Is Mars further away or closer to the sun? I think it's closer. I think it might be. Yeah. There's a difference in gravity too, so I don't know if like, I don't know, maybe like a, a Teddy Bluger would be the best sniper on Mars or something. <laughs> what a random name. I think, he got, <laughs> I think he toughed one tonight against Carolina. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe Patrick Lana would be dirt on Mars. Matthews dude. would be like five goals a year on Mars. Yeah, Matthews would be fourth liner, man. Yeah, fucking, uh, what's his name? Antoine Roussel, 56 goals. Don't talk about him, man. I got to get to him <laughs> later, and I'm mad at you, man. I'm fucking pissed. So we're, right, uh, go. we're going we're gonna to talk about that later, and buddy, you're getting an earful from me. Okay. Um, Jack Eichel returned to Buffalo, just speaking of him, and uh, kind of roasted the Sabres fans. Did you catch any of this? I did. I laughed at it, but maybe that's a bad way to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it was comical, man. A lot of people took uh, some comedy in it. Like, how it went is Jack Eichel had this tribute and he skated around ice, put a stick up and all that shit that you see for, uh, I don't know, a guy returning to his old team. And he said half the fans were booing and half the fans were cheering. And after the game, someone asked him, what did you think of it? And he said, I think that's the loudest the stadium's ever been. And he kind of laughed and said, uh, <laughs> you know, it only took seven years of me being there and then finally leaving for the two. <laughs> For them get to get to the game, get into get, a game, get into the game. So, uh, I mean, yeah. So that was pretty funny, man. A lot of uh, Buffalo fans were obviously butthurt. But... Yeah, they were pretty butthurt over that. I seen some comments about uh, about him. Yeah. So but... uh, I don't know. I didn't mind it. Maybe I thought it was hilarious, man. Uh, I think it's hilarious, man. It's like you don't see a lot of NHL players really going after the fans and calling them out for their like uh, bullshit or cross. Yeah. Or hip Jesus. Uh, yes, Jesus. There, thank you, Stephen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mind couldn't get that one. Uh, but I'm happy Jack Eichel did, man, because I don't know. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, say what, say what you're. I'm mind, not a Buffalo fan. I couldn't. I'm all about NHL players having, uh, you know, more of a, I don't know, uh, emotions, more like less of the same interviews. I like to see some new shit. So I like. Yeah, it. less cliche. So I'm watching a John Tavares interview. It's like watching paint dry, man. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking rough. It's rough. All right, so I got a couple categories, Steve, that I'm going to throw at you. Either we can talk about milestones, extensions, injuries, or who's currently on a tear. Which category would you like to start with? Oh, this is like a game. Um, let's talk about injuries, get that one out of the way. All right, well. Uh, Landis Cog is out for knee surgery um, for the rest of the regular season. Uh, he might come back a bit before, but a lot of people say this might just be a way to get him out and 100% for playoffs and bring in some extra cap space, man. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people saying that. What do you think? Uh, I don't know if it's a cap space issue because I think Colorado's pretty pretty uh, good when it comes to cap space at the moment. 
um, for the most part, but uh, uh, I, I guess I want to rest him, you know, I think it's just an unfortunate uh, thing that he has to get done, you know, they, they obviously have a good team, they want to be fully healthy when the playoffs come around, so I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, it's too bad because he was having a career year this year. Like he was absolutely, he was gonna crush his old. Um, I, don't, I don't even know his old point totals, um, but he was gonna crush them. But uh, that's too bad. Yeah, he's a really solid player. He is, yeah. But this gives, uh, I guess, some more room to bring in a winger like maybe JT Miller or Claude Giroux and give them some power play time, or it even opens up the floor for a left wing spot for say Alex Newhook. Yeah, that'd be nice to see. So, yeah, with all kinds of, I guess, bad things, there's some opportunities or um, thanks for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and Heiskanen is out for the Dallas Stars with, I can't even pronounce this. Did you catch what this Mononucleosis. Yeah, mononucleosis. Thanks, man. Uh, I don't know what that is, man. Do you? It's like, a you know, you're kissing a bunch of balls, you get sick. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, that to you before. Oh yeah, funny time, man. I think I had it the weekend actually. <laughs> nah. uh, no, um, it's probably. I think it's an immune um, disease or some kind of thing like that, right? Something when you're kissing, I believe, like you know, saliva, isn't it? Like saliva. I don't know. I thought it was with the immune system, but no, I'm, I'm thought, not a doctor. No, no, man. I think it's when you exchange like bodily fluids. Are you serious? I think so, man. There's no way, man. We're gonna have to get a doctor on the show. I, oh, he's gonna get sick because he's a horn dog. That's what I was saying. He's been following around fucking Tyler Sagan too much. Getting in with that crowd, man. I don't know. Don't. I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> I'm literally the furthest thing from. I'm the. No, I thought you were. No, well, I mean, people listening don't know. They could. I could be a fucking uh, space engineer doctor, and they wouldn't know. Fair enough. Yeah, those are pretty common these days. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, Landis Cog and Heisman uh, get better and. Uh, hopefully, well, we know Colorado's going to make the playoffs, and hopefully Dallas can too, and both these guys can be back and healthy for it. Yeah, um, I don't think John Klingberg's going anywhere now, safe to say. He might have to stick around and just be lost in free agency if Dallas is serious about going to the playoffs. I think it's looking that way. I can pretty much I'd cut him off any trade bait board. Fair enough. We'll have to stay tuned, man. It's only in a week now, and we'll be at the trade deadline. So Yeah. Yeah, you might be gone by then. Um, and this is the one I want to pick a bone out of you, man. Fucking always calling out Anton Roussel. And now the poor bugger is out for six weeks, man. You uh, manifested <laughs> this somehow with gypsy magic or something. We've been talking about this guy, getting his name out there. And then all of a sudden, Trevor and Steven are talking about Anton Roussel. And all of a sudden, he's out for six weeks. So I want to know what curse you put on. What spell did you put on? Uh, my boy Roussel and get him. Well, get him you see, I got this little voodoo doll here. <laughs> voodoo doll of Roussel. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sticking pins in it, snapping his <laughs> snapping his leg back and everything. Okay. You know, it worked. So, uh, you know, I guess that uh, Mrs. Uh, who was in the alley wasn't lying to me when she saw no. me. <laughs> well, geez, I might have to go to that alley and get one of you and get some payback. <laughs> you might be on long term IR when I'm done with it. Done with that. I hope not, man. I can't afford that now. <laughs> I'm only joking. Pay. Yeah. All the best to Anton Roussel. Whatever you did to him, he's out six weeks. So, fuck. But yeah, it. well, uh, what what kind of injury is it? we have any info on that? I don't know. Out for six weeks. That's all I've seen on NHL Network. Yeah. He probably, he'd probably been scratched anyway, so. Cool. Come on, man. 
He's injured. Don't kick a man when he's down. It's a low blow. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> some insult yes. injury enough about Roussel nobody tunes in and to, to any hockey fucking podcast to listen about Antoine Roussel Antoine Roussel's wife's listening right now she's crying, <laughs> crying. <laughs> uh, all right man we have we have milestones extensions and who's on a tear uh milestones Milestones. All right, this is a good section. I like this one. So Ovechkin tied Yarmir Yager. Speaking of him, with 766 goals to tie him or to share third place all time in NHL goals. Uh, I think we both seen this one coming, eh? Yeah, he's an absolute machine. Uh, slowed down a bit from the start of the season, but uh, still doing extremely well. For his age, he's still doing extremely well. I still think he's going to score 50. I uh, I think he'll get close. You know. Um, he'll be on the 40s, 45 to 50 line, I think. Yeah, that's true. He's still, he's still 20 away. So mm-hmm. if he can score 50 this year, um, that would be fucked. If he scored 50 this year, man, he would be past Gordy. Ha- or no, he wouldn't fuck me. He'd be 30 away from Gordy. Oh, no, that's wrong again. <laughs> if he scores 40 <laughs> this season, he'll be, um, he'll be, geez, what's that? I can't do basic math right now, man. Uh, he'll be somewhere close to Gordy Howe. He'll probably be a season away from Gordy Howe. And then he's uh, got a long way to catch the great one. But do you think he can catch uh, Gretzky? Mm, I think he will. Just I think he'll stay as long as he can just to do it, just to say, you know, he did. Definitely. Otherwise, I think if there was, I th- I don't, if there was no like record there, I think he'd probably retire and not worry. Yeah, exactly. If he was still like two hundred goals away. He'd probably yeah. he'd probably bounce, but yeah. he might be the first player to score nine hundred. Who knows? That would be he's... insane. Tell me about Imagine it. Imagine scoring nine hundred goals in the NHL. It must be nice enough to score one. Dude, I've never put, scored nine hundred goals on EA NHL games, man. Yeah. Let alone fucking in the that's National a lot of goals. League. Yeah, that's insane. But uh, that might not happen yet. We'll have to wait and see. On some of my. Uh, GM modes I've been doing on uh, NHL 22 there. He sometimes gets way up there in the 900s, man. Like if you if you you still got him on a good team, like until he's like 39, he'll he'll easily beat Gretzky's record every single time. Mm-hmm. So I know that's just a game, but well, I had a GM mode and McDavid had like almost like I think he had like close to 2,000 points. Jesus. So like I mean I don't know I don't trust EA. Yeah, true. Um, another, uh, some more milestones out of, uh, Washington, Nicholas Backstrom scored his 1,000, 1,000 NHL point, uh, with the Capitals. He's second in Caps history to do it only behind, uh, Ovi. Um, he has 263 goals, 737 assists in only 1,037 games, which surprised me. I thought he had a lot more games played to hit a thousand points. Yeah, he's him and Ovechkin are the best Cavs of all time. It's not even close. Definitely, man. They might be one of the best duos in the last twenty years in the NHL, honestly. Yeah, you got uh, Mark and Crosby, Backstrom, Ovechkin. I mean, I, I look at Henrik and Daniel Sedin. Henrik and Daniel. I look at. I don't know if they were necessarily on the same line all the time, but I I think of like uh, Marlowe and Thornton, San Jose is a really good like two players. That's true. You know? Yeah, uh, Backstrom and Ovi were split up a lot last season, but they're playing them uh, a bit more. I think Kuznetsov took over the first line, but Backstrom be out there on the power play every single every single time with Ovi. Oh yeah, he can dish the puck like no one, man. Yep. 
So, do you know how many players have um, got to a thousand points in NHL history now? You want to take a guess? guess? I'll take a random guess because I have no clue, honestly. I don't, I'm kind of nervous that I'm going to look stupid, but I'm going to say like um, 18. Has ever got to a thousand? Yeah. Um, there's been 93. 93. That's a really bad guess. Or actually, has there been? I think there's been 93. I think he's the 93rd. That's a really bad guess. I kind of like fucked up that guess. Well, there was there's probably 18 people on fucking, I don't know, the Edmonton Oilers of the 80s teams that got over 1,000. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 83, and he's only the sixth Swede to do it in NHL history. Yeah, so. that was a bad guess, Stephen. We'll forget that happened. That's all right, man. It's all good. I- um, I got it here on a spreadsheet somewhere. I, I was thinking about like the Arizona Coyotes history, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I asked you. I might have fooled up my words. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I can't, uh, I can't find. It. I got a spreadsheet with all of them, but that's it. That's uh, for another podcast. We're not going to waste everybody's time doing that. Not today, anyway. We'll get to another milestone out of Minnesota Wild. Do you know what is happening tonight? Jersey retirement for Miko Koivu. Right. Number nine, Miko Koivu gets his number yes, sent sir. to the Raptor. I got his um, jersey. I should have wore it. I don't have it here, though. It's in Twongi. Oh, that's too bad, man. That would have been awesome. That's a sick jersey, man. I was always jealous when you pulled that one out of your hockey bag. I was like, man, I want to get one like that. But yeah, I haven't Koivu's seen one. Sick. Yep. Uh, it's a very deserving. He leads in points in Minnesota history with 709. Assist, 504. He doesn't have goals. I believe that belongs to Marion Gabrick. Um, but he's got 1,028 games played. So very deserving. Um, probably yeah, great centerman. Great yeah. faceoff man. Yeah, for sure. And this guy could dish puck like, I don't know. I, I've seen some of his highlights that they've been showing over the last days. And, man, this guy is a really underrated like playmaker. He was an underrated player throughout his full career. I think he was a solid, you know, um, Definitely top six for like 95% of his career, a solid forward. You know, um, even even at the end of it, you know, he didn't get the same point totals, but he ended up, you know, he, he always made good decisions. You know? Yeah, like you said, just a great player to have uh, taking faceoffs for your team. Mm. Yeah, he. Uh, I think it's because Minnesota, man. Minnesota hasn't been exciting throughout his whole career, man, since they had Gabrick and uh, Miko and stuff. But now that they got guys coming up and actually exciting people, Paying attention to him now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, nice. Good for Koivu. I love him. Yeah. Me too, man. Everybody does. I'm pretty sure. I haven't met anybody that says, man, that Miko Koivu. I fucking hate him. He's a fucking cunt. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've never heard that. So, I've never heard anybody uh, talk about him in general. Sorry to cut you off, but I've never heard anybody talk about him in general, let alone say he's a fucking cunt. Yeah, I know. I've never seen a thing about him in the the media until last week. And then it's like, oh, his jersey retirement's coming up. Let's uh, hype him up. Uh, I got a little trivia question. I'm making this whole episode about you, Steve, asking all kinds of shit. Um, do you know the only other number retired in Minnesota? God, I'm a Minnesota fan. Oh, you're making me nervous here tonight. Retired in Minnesota? Who the fuck's retired in Minnesota, man? They just there's only, the scene. There's only one number retired in Minnesota. They just came on the scene, man, not too long ago. 2000. Oh. Exactly. They retired this number in October of 2000. Actually, in 2002. No, I think 2000. 
So it's obviously a North Stars player. I'll tell you, until you, you don't have to guess. I can just tell you if you want. Dude, I don't know. Fuck. Uh, uh, Mike Ribeiro. <laughs> I'd say. I'd say. No, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> the only I'm number not... in the Raptors right now is number one. And on opening night of Minnesota history in their new building, the Excel Center, they retired number one for the fans because they said Minnesota had number one fans. Are the league's yeah, best fans. That's some cheesy shit. I know, man, but it's in the rafters. What if they signed the Wongo back in the day? He would have had to wear a fucking two or a 30 or 31 or whatever other oh, number he wants. No. Yeah, so that's no cool. goalie will ever wear number one in uh, in Minnesota history. I did not know that. That's, that's weird. That's why it's a trivia question, man. <sighs> All right, we got two more uh, milestones. It won't take long now. Mark Stone has joined his brothers Eric and Jordan at 1,000 games played in the NHL. Uh, definitely the third best Stahl brother, I would say. Oh, yeah. I, I like Eric. Yeah, I, I've, I've been liking like Jordan Eric. so far this year. Yeah, well, Eric's on the way out now. Well, he's not even an NHL contract now, does he? I thought he signed so he could play with Team Canada with Iowa. Yeah. Didn't um, he? So he might be yeah. in the AHL just bumping around, but he's not in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Jordan might win a cup this year with Carolina, and uh, and Mark Stahl, if he sticks around, might win a cup with Detroit next year. Nah, no, no, <laughs> a bit of a stretch, bit of a stretch there, but... bit of a stretch, yeah. <laughs> That's all you can do. Uh, yeah, so hats off to Mark Stahl. I guess they had custom T-shirts um, for Mark Stahl, which were kind of funny. It just had Mark Stahl's face on him with a thousand games played. And, on some sunglasses. I don't fucking know. It was all right. <laughs> uh, they were cool. I wouldn't buy them. But, no. Oh, hell no. No, not a chance. <laughs> and uh, our last milestone, Trotz wins his 900 game as an NHL head coach. He's the third to ever do it, right behind Scotty Bowman, which has like over 1,200 wins, which is insane. And uh, and Quenville, which has, I think, close to 1,000, like 980 or something. So. Good for Trotz. Yeah, he's been a he's been a good coach for a long time. Finally helped Ovi raise that cup. So yeah, and then bailed the to the Brooklyn, and then fucking he's at like the bottom of the league now. So poor fellow. Well, he had a good he had a good couple of years in New York. You know when they first got on the scene. Yeah, you're right, and it could be a good um, comeback story next year too. They could I'm easily it bounce will be back. A comeback story. Yeah, they could easily bounce back next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we got two more sections left. We got who's on the tear by, and we got extensions. Extensions. All right. Um, so the Toronto, Ma- Toronto Maple Leaf legend, Jared McCann, signs a $5 million uh, deal for the next five years. So uh, so $25 million in total. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I phrased that really weird. But, yeah, Jared McCann in Seattle. Um, do you think he deserves this or <sighs> – I don't know. Um, I really don't know. I can't answer this one because I know he's a good, uh, you know, he's a decent goal scorer and he's a and he's a quick player. I think uh, the, he's their the only. He's their only player with more than twenty goals this season. He's at twenty three. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty good player. So um, five mil over five years to me, I like the dollar amount, but I think the term might be a little bit risky because I feel like a guy like this could drop off. Not to be rude to Jared McCann, but I feel like you know. It's yeah. a little bit uncertain there. Well, they're just showing that they got confidence. In him. I mean, he's yeah. never he's never really had a big role. His biggest role came in Pittsburgh so far. 
and uh, he's been playing playing pretty good for a bad Seattle team. So, uh, yeah. I guess this is your second line. It's not center a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. Something. I don't think. Yeah. But I was gonna term, say second I, I, line center behind Gord, but Gord it hasn't been around much, so he's been taking that top line uh, top line position. Yeah, they need Manny Beniers. Manny Beniers is a left winger, isn't he? I think he played center too. Oh, I'm not sure. He could be center center left wing. Could mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Another five million dollar deal. Um, Rastis wrist line and signs in Philly. Um, a five year deal at five point one million per year. Um, this guy's this, this guy somehow knows how to get paid. He's a <laughs> he's good at bargaining or something, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's that great of a player. I mean, his advanced stats could be all right. He could prove, I don't know, when he's on the ice, like people don't score, but I, I've seen people score plenty of goals when he's on the ice. So I don't know. The eye test doesn't really check out. But that's the thing about right-handed defensemen, man. They get absolutely paid these days. It's hard mm-hmm. to find a big right-handed defenseman, you know. So when you find one, I guess you got to lock him up like Philly did. Yeah, but I mean, like, is it really that hard to get paid in Philadelphia? Price. He only needs like ten goals, and they'll give you six mil over seven years. <laughs> and uh, the thing about Philly too is, I would expect that they were going for a, uh, you know, a rebuild pretty soon. I guess you can't with people like Hart there, and um, you got a bunch of young defensemen and Travis. I don't Kinect know what you do stuff, in Philadelphia. But... I think you, I think you trade out pieces and and try and do a quick little retool. Maybe you take a year or two off. Maybe you get a couple pieces, then you look to free agency to. Uh, Sure up some holes and then move on from there. Something like LA. Kinda, but not as dramatic, maybe a little bit shorter. Yeah. So but anyway, Rasmus Ristlion is there for the next five years unless he gets traded or bought out. He won't so, be there for five years. No. Mark my fucking words. No way. Consider be gone year three. All right, we'll see. Um, another extension. Um Joe Pavelski signed an extension for a one year deal in Dallas worth 5.5 per uh, million per year. Sick deal. Think? Yeah. It's it's funny how we shit on the first two players for getting five million dollar deals. But then like Joe Pavelski, who's like a 38-year-old, but uh, but he's, he's still putting he, the fuck he's in worth it, every man. dollar, man. I think so too, man. He's an yeah. unbelievable leader. Uh it's yeah. still a great goal scorer. He can pass you to puck. He's a double threat in that sense. Great he's at tipping puck. I was just gonna say the best puck tipper I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's a valuable player, man, no matter what his age is. Kind of like, you know, I feel like he's going to drop down and pay if he keeps playing. Like, it's slowly going to decrease. But, like, I mean, as long as you can keep him on your team, you know, and still have cat room, I think it's a good idea because he, he brings so much more than just, you know, goals and assists. Yeah, it's it's the intangibles, man. It's the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the last extension here is Pavel Francouz, uh got extended two years at $2 million a year in Colorado. Uh, I mean, just to stand back, backup goalie deal. Yeah. Really nothing, nothing special here. He's a decent goaltender. He has good games, bad games. I don't mind him. Yeah. I think he's a right catcher, I think. Oh, geez, I'm usually pretty good at this. I, I'm not sure. He could be. He, he could I be. Think he yeah. Is. Yeah. I think you're right. Okay. Um, Which is unusual I, to see. Yeah. I don't think I missed any extensions there. There was a small couple, yeah. uh, you know, extensions, like minor league deals and some like, waiver. There was a fuck about Carol Dahlstrom. 
waiver pickups and stuff like that and small yeah. trades, but I don't think I'm missing anything too serious there. Yeah, we're going to keep chugging along here. Yep. So, uh, players that's been on a tear. First of all, uh, Jason Robertson scored back to back hat tricks um, against Winnipeg and who was the second team? The Wild, I think. Or no. Fuck. Fuck Jeez, that was I'm... a little while ago, man. Yeah. That we haven't recorded. I mean, that was a week ago. He did it like right after we finished recording last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure. That's kind of like he scored the overtime so much. He, he scored the <laughs> overtime winner in uh in his game against Winnipeg and then just like yeah, collapsed on the ice. And I seen so many memes about that, man. Yeah. But yeah. then yeah, and then scored a hat trick in his next game. So six goals in two games. Can't complain about that. This guy's gonna get paid very soon, I think. Oh yeah, when he's he got one more year after this year, and I think if he has another good year, sixty plus points, I think you're looking at like a seven, around a seven million dollar player. Like I mean, he's he scores a lot of goals. He's uh, he's point per game in his first two years. I think they, I think I heard a stat in his first hundred games, he's got a hundred and one points. Yeah, like he's he's anywhere from sixty to eighty points because I feel like there's a little bit of room there for him to slip, just because the Dallas is team in general. Yeah. So over a period of time, but you know he's he's. Proved everybody wrong since he made the NHL because I didn't I didn't think he was a big name for a long time, but he's proven me wrong. He's a me neither. Yeah, me neither. I was just gonna ask you, did you know this guy was that good? But I guess you just answered my question. Um, I was listening to the Chicklets when they interviewed this guy, and I didn't know he was from the same draft as Ot- Ottinger and uh, Heiskanen. They got three of those guys in the first two rounds of draft. That's that's a really good draft class. And that's how you build a. That's how you build your fucking core, man. I didn't mm-hmm. know. They got all three of those guys. That's like your number one defenseman, your number one star forward, and your future starting goalie. So that's yeah. insane. Who would have known? All in the same draft, right? Yeah. He slipped to the second round. I, I believe he was like 39th overall or something. 36 or 39, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So good for Robertson, man. Fucking love that, man. Hopefully his brother Nick can do just as good in Toronto one of these days. I hope so, man. He's got potential. Like he's a really smart forward. Um, yeah. I think his size is he's a lot smaller and the Leafs don't have as many holes in the lineup as Dallas as far as I'm concerned. That's so true. I think it's a little bit harder for him to get that uh, time and space to be able to succeed in the same way. Because he's yeah. one of those players, uh, you know, he, he needs to be in the top six to yeah. perform. He'll, uh, he'll get in the top six when they trade Marner, I think. Yeah, for Bagger Pucks. <laughs> for Roussel. Yeah. <laughs> For fucking Russian rubles, who knows? <laughs> Fuck him. Um, and another player on an absolute tear is Nick Schmaltz. Uh, he's doing exceptionally well. He's got uh, what do I got here? Jeez, where is it? He's got thirteen points in his last four games. Not yeah. bad from someone out of fucking Arizona. No, Keller's playing really well too. He is, Both yeah. Of those guys. So you know, Arizona's getting a bit of traction. You know. They're not going to go anywhere with it, but, you know, it's nice to see them win a couple of games and make teams nervous. You know, they can steal a couple of points from a team who's looking to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, you got to um, be careful playing a team like that this time of year. I know they did it against both our teams. They did it against uh, Detroit and they did it against uh, Toronto. At least got a point, though. At least got a point, so, you know. Yeah, with that absolute sniping overtime by Chikrin. Did you see what he did to Matthews? You fucking Leafs fans, man. He held, I, he held, his, he held his stick, man. He held man, oh, stick. man. You Leafs fans. That was nothing. I've seen worse than that. No, man. He had his hand on his stick, man. Everybody crying. Easy call. Everybody crying about it. Did you see the fucking Hyman one? 
I heard about it on Ovi, wasn't it? Or Ovi did it to him and didn't get called either. Yeah, man, sticking to gut. Like, I mean, these are penalties that need to be called in critical points in the game. I think it's a fucking joke. Let the kids Re- play. Reference it's- shit anyways in the NHL, let's be honest. One game they're calling a cross check when Buddy barely falls down. Next game, you can push somebody head first and the ref, <laughs> ref's not even looking. You're away. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's a big variable in hockey that we don't see in other sports, like like baseball and stuff. Like everything's pretty cut and dry in baseball, but hockey, it's got that opportunity to either go your way or not, and the zebras can control it. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you. It should have been a penalty, but I, I can't believe the amount of uproar from the Leafs. Actually, I can't because the Leafs fans are fucked, but uh, the amount of uproar from that one call, it's like, I don't know. If that's that two points, man. That's one point, buddy. You got you got one point. You yeah, only lost one, one point. It's one point we could have had. We're in a race for that's true. You know, good good standing. Home ice in the playoffs, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you think of any other players that are on a tear right now? I've got a couple sneaky picks I want to I want to Um, fuck. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, Kaprizov's still getting a lot of points. Like no joke, he's fucking tearing it up. Michael Bunting's on a tier too. Fucker, man! If he beats out one of the Detroit boys for a call, he's got the most I'm, points. I'm finishing this podcast. I will never record another. I will not record another podcast next season. If Michael Bunting wins that Calder, when, when so you better turn you better on, call him. you better call him, buddy, and say you got to slow down because I'm trying to run something here and you're gonna ruin it. Slow down and shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> Anyways, if he wins it and you start recording, the first audio you're gonna hear from me is <laughs> just a slow <laughs> laugh. If he wins it. I think he's got a good yeah. shot, man. I mean, he's leading. I think he's got a great shot. Story. I think he got a fucking great shot, and that's uh, that's what I hate about him. I think they're gonna go with Zegers because he's a flashy, and it's unfair, I think, to Sider. They're not going with Zegers. There's not a chance. Sider's gonna get it because everybody knows how good Sider is. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Could go either way, honestly. This is a very close rookie race. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I don't have many. Anything else to add to that? I don't think. I just want to bring up a point. Um, do you know who Craig Smith is? I do. He's a player for the Boston Bruins. Yeah, he's on. Did you notice the tear he's on? I have no idea what I didn't. I forgot he was alive. In his last five games, do you want to know how many goals he's got? Six. Seven. Wow. Craig Smith in his last five fucking games has got seven goals. He's a useful forward, honestly. He's he's the third line. He's the third line center. Yeah, he was useful in, in Nashville too. So I think he was good. Yeah, in the Nashville uh, playoff runs in like 2017, and that he was a really yeah. effective player, man. Yeah, he's a good depth piece, man, for any team. Definitely. Good so for him. I thought I'd bring that up, man, because uh, who the fuck talks about Craig Smith, right? So I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna give him his props. Give him some love. Yeah. One more player that's not on a tear, but I was watching him last night and I think is a really good player in the future is uh, Ryan McLeod in Edmonton. He's really fast. He's going to be a great player, man. He reminds like there's some points where he was skating and I thought it was McDavid until I seen his number. No joke. Mm-hmm. Like when his number was hidden or whatever and he was just flying around, I was like, oh, I thought McDavid was out. I noticed that too, line. man. He's really fast, man. He's really fast and he's, and he's like, uh, you know he's he's really smart, but I think he, 
I think he doesn't make the right decisions at the right time. So that's I was just going to say that. You said he was really smart. And I was like, I don't want to be a dick, but I don't think he has good hockey IQ. I think he's smart, I think he's but super... I just don't think – he. I don't think he has it put together. I think he's I think... super talented, though, but he just I think doesn't he's... have the hockey smart. I think he's thinking too quickly. I think he th- overthinks it. I watched him several games this year, and I'm like, he's got the puck. There's a passing lane there, and he clearly sees the passing lane. But he – I don't – his feet are faster than his hands. That's what I was thinking, but I I think he's smart. I just I was looking at it not as he's dumb, but I was thinking he's too he's too smart for his own good. Like he's I don't know if that makes sense, but like he's I don't know he's not making good decisions. Like he's overthinking it. It seems like when he's on the ice. Yeah, he's got to. Uh, well, as he matures, this is his first full year in the league, right? So after he matures, man, he's gonna he's gonna be a great player for Edmonton. I figured I'd bring his name into the conversation too. So watch out for him. Maybe he is fucking. Re- dumb like uh, he's he's a good player he's really talented his hockey iq doesn't seem to be where it needs to be man i thought he, uh, i was looking at it but that could way. change after after he matures man that could definitely change i think yeah I, I looked at it the other way from that i was thought maybe he was overthinking things but you know he could know. be i can't see inside of his head and i'm not i'm not a hockey analyst anyway so yeah, maybe that is the case man but that from what i've seen uh, from watching him play i don't know he's anyway <laughs> yeah, fucking dumb as rocks, man. Dense, <laughs> dense as anything. Um, that's all I got for my news, man. Is there anything you wanted to chip in there or something I missed? I don't think you missed much, man. Yeah, I know. There was a nice bit to cover there. and uh, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to break it into sections, I think. I think it's easier to kind of talk about stuff all as one all as one category. All. That's yes. right, man. Three, musket- three musketeers, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, folks, uh, stay tuned. We got a great news for the week coming up soon. So we'll see you in a bit. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through uh, some news. And um, I guess just me and Steve rambling on a bit there. Um, now we'll bring in our good buddy and local hockey historian, Caleb Smith. How are you today, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit windy here in CBS. A bit, uh, a bit rainy, a bit snowy. <laughs> We're getting everything today. Uh, a little bit. Where, where are you two? And what's the weather I'm, like there? I'm back out in Tollingate, and it's the same thing here. I think the it's so windy that our Wi-Fi is just caught. I'm actually on my data right now, but anything for the new few of the week. So yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to take running out the phone bill for the news. <laughs> me, me and Steve will email transfer you like a dollar fifty each for data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, man, um, who do you, who do you got for us today? Uh, we're gonna focus on another Labradorian, um, nice. Pascal Peltier. He's a left winger, and he's one of the four NHL players to be born in Labrador. Wow, good for him. Didn't we? Was it Chad Penny? Uh, born in Labrador, is that the last uh, one? We've already reviewed uh, Daryl Williams and Chad Penny was the last one. Okay, yep. so yeah. we still got besides Pascal Pelche, we still got one more Labradorian to go for um, oh, nice. future listeners. Wicked. Nice. So tell us, tell us about him, man. What's he? Uh, well, how did he start um, out? Despite being born in Labrador, he grew up in Quebec City. So I don't really know if this guy honestly considers himself a newfie or not. Even though he was born in Labrador, he did grow up in Quebec. Um, He's he got played a Quebec name. Movies. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Very Quebecish. <laughs> um, he played in the uh, 96 and 97 Quebec Wee tournament with a team from Quebec City, obviously. And then he played four seasons in the QMJHL while going undrafted. 
Really? What team did he play for in the queue? Valdor. Um, I think he played for Shawinigan Cataract. Uh, nice. I should have told like, no, but um, it was uh, Shawinigan, yeah. That's like the nice. old classic uh, hockey call in the EA games. And the young girl from <laughs> Shawinigan came up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Um, I love that call. Anyway, I, I didn't take much note of his um, junior career because he didn't really tear it up and um, he went undrafted. But his professional debut came in 2004, 2005 with the Louisiana Ice Skaters of the ECHL. <laughs> Holy shit, what a that, drop. That literally <laughs> sounds like the worst hockey team I've ever heard of in my life. Just a bunch of barbecue-eating cavemen. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, in 2006-2007, um, he made his AHL debut with the Providence Bruins, so he's moving up in the minors, I guess you could say. And um, in 07-08, the following season, he played the majority in the HL, but he was highlighted by a call-up for um, the Boston Bruins. He played six games played, but he went pointless. Oh, no. That's awesome. Still got That's what happens when you play though. for the barbecue Grizzlies or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Wow, he, definitely, he definitely enjoyed his chicken, man, while he was down there, at least. He definitely oh, yeah. got some good chicken down in Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> what kind um, of uh, what kind of player was this guy from the stats? Kale was he? Uh, he obviously sniper, was a, playmaker. He was probably an all like a defensive two way forward. forward or something. Yeah, two, two way, way forward. forward. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He was not a sniper, and he definitely was an enforcer. Yeah, I'll have to look into his plus minus numbers and see what he's doing. Oh, they're probably brutal. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um. The next season in 08-09, he played the majority in the HL with the Rockford Ice Hogs, and it was highlighted by a call-up with the Chicago Blackhawks. Wow. You, you got to yeah, love man. that. Nothing wrong with a former Blackhawk, but even though he played <laughs> seven games with him, he did go pointless in those seven games oh, as well. Oh, yeah. man. Dude, you got to at least – you got to tuck one. You got to tuck <laughs> one of those to stay in the show. Not even that. And you just got to throw one up to the – I don't know, in front of the net, hit some shin pads or something, get an assist or something. Wow. At least. When you're invisible like that after yeah, what? That's like a 13-game sample size. Like, you, you got to at least get a point. Going point. I know. Yeah. He didn't even rack up a penalty, man. Like, throw an elbow. or like Oh, my God. Yeah, so, he was practically invisible. Yeah. His nickname wow. actually was Casper when he was going yeah. through. <laughs> Casper, <laughs> what a shitty nickname! Oh, uh, you would have done yeah. better, eh, Steve? You would have. Uh, I would have talked one. Good. I'd have been in front of the net, man. I would have tipped something. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. It, even a, a, someone of my build, which is not NHL level caliber, but like, man, I'd have been in front of the net, like, because if you're in the fourth line, you're not getting many opportunities, right? So when you get out there, you know, you gotta make every second. I would be on the puck, man, and I'd. If we're in an offensive zone for any length of time in front of that net, man, I just sit there, just waiting to tuck one. Open yeah, it. the thing is, he was probably getting like two minutes of ice time a game. So, and and he's probably getting that's two minutes in front of the net. <laughs> that's two minutes probably on an opening draw in the fucking defensive zone for a defensive penalty kill. Zone draw loss. They're calling him again <laughs> to get off the ice. Was do we have his plus minus? No, I think we we should throw that up on the Instagram, man. For I'll sure. I'll report that on the Instagram for sure. Yeah. Um, what happened after two two thousand? Uh, what was it? Two thousand seven? Said he was with the Hawks. Uh, we're in 08, 09 with the Hawks, and then in 09, 10, he played about a half a season in the HL with Peoria Riverman, 
And then in 1011, he said, fuck it with North America. And he went and played in Switzerland in the National League. Let's go. So I he never went say, to Germany. I thought you were going to say Germany again. <laughs> this guy never went to Germany, no. Wow, that's oh. like one new fiat the 40. Yeah. <laughs> um, he played there until 1314. And then he came back to North America where he played the majority of the season in the HL with the Utica Comets. But he was called up for three games with the Vancouver Canucks. And again, he went pointless. No, he never. He did, man. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, that, that adds to another noof that played on Vancouver, man. In the, uh, yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver, yeah. Germany is like noof hotspots for some reason. So. Um, he didn't rack up any penalty minutes, too. I just got to throw that there. He was off. Man, oh, man. Hi, uh, guys. I'm going to bump in and let you know his career NHL plus one. Do you want to know what it is? Take a yep. guess. I, I'd, say um, he's a, I'd say he's a plus two. Uh, what's your guess, Caleb? I'm going to say he's a minus 12. He's a minus six. Oh, oh man. So, Caleb, a little bit closer. But, That's uh, brutal. <laughs> yeah, not good. Zero points, minus six, and like what? Like, I don't know, 15 or so games, maybe? Uh, we played 16 NHL games total. Yeah, so tough, tough uh, career. After um, those three games in Vancouver and he split that season with Utica, he went over to the KHL in 14 15. And he played there until 17 18, where he went over to Switzerland and he jumped back and forth between the National League, which is the top league, and also the uh, second. Swiss League, and that's where he retired. Yes, bye. So he's not, not bad, uh, any uh, post hockey careers uh, coaching. Uh, uh, no coaching experience. I did point out some um, highlights that he had. He was an HL All Star in um, 2008, and he was a KHL All Star in 2015. Beauty. Well, not bad. That's uh, that's know. not a bad career for someone who went undrafted. Honestly, like and to. Didn't have any prospects, found himself playing in Louisiana, somehow work himself up to the NHL and then go overseas yeah. and become an all-star over there. That's not Hell bad. Yeah, man. Not any bad undrafted career. player who gets a couple games in, even if they're shit, uh, still uh, got to give them props. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. man. From and the barbecue also... Grizzlies to the Canucks. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. He got a Spangler Cup to his name, too, in 2012 with the SCL Tigers. That's wow. sick. Well, at least he won something. Yes, man. I wonder. Um, I think he's the only Newfoundlander to probably win the Spangler Cup, unless we we'll, uh, we find another one later on in the future. Yeah, I can't think of one now. Just off the top, yeah. Of my head. Well, he's no. got his own unique uh, uh, some stat to it. Stat, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Good for uh, Pascal. Oh yeah, and he's a former Blackhawk. God love him. I bought. I'm thinking I got the biggest Pascal Peltier Blackhawk hockey card collection you can have. <laughs> well, he's, I, I wouldn't got doubt like three that. Cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's three or four cards. I had to buy them. Sweet. Yeah. Why not? That's it. How I was they go just going to ask if you had his card. Even though Jason Morgan, he didn't get a card while he was on Chicago, and I was on eBay just looking around, and from Germany, there was this custom Jason Morgan Chicago card, and I bought it for like seven bucks, and sure enough, it showed up from Germany. So I got a custom Jason Morgan Black Ops card. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man. I wanted a card of every Newfoundlander that played on the Black Ops, so I got one now. Yeah, maybe we'll get you on here one day highlighting your uh, Newfie card collection as well in the future sometime. Yeah, that'd be cool once I get everyone covered. Yeah, yeah for sure. A little, good way to end it. I would say Definitely. just a re re review of uh, what we've done here on Hockey Tank. 
my first time on camera too. Oh well, yeah, put your clothes on. Kale Smith uh, face review. Face review. <laughs> Nobody really knows who the hockey historian is. <laughs> Just a voice. I look different every week anyway. It depends on if I shave or if I grow my hair or not. Yeah. Fair enough. Got a different look every week. I never need witness protection, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good stuff, man. Well, thanks right. for that. No problem, else to add. Anything no. else on this guy? Okay. That's good. it, great Pascal Pelche from Lab City. Nice. Beauty. Beauty. Three out of four uh, Labradorians. In the NHL, yep. let's say. Stay, t- stay tuned for the fourth. Awesome, man. All right. Uh, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you again next week. See you next week, boys. See you, buddy. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Um, now, me and Steve will review some of the older teams in the NHL and see if we have any re- recommendations that might help them win the cup this June. Um, but first, I'd like to go through history and see how older teams have done uh, had it done in the past. Um, so I'm just going to read you guys out the uh, five oldest teams to ever win a cup. Um, so the first oldest team or the oldest team to ever win a cup was the 0102 Red Wings. The average age on this team was 30 years, five months, and one day old. Um, so that's pretty good. I mean, some people on that team were in their late 30s. Some people were, mm-hmm. you know, mid-20s, but. Yep. Second is the 2007-2008 Red Wings, average age of 29 years, 9 months, and 23 days. Third is another Red Wings team, the 1997-98 Red Wings. The average age was 29 years, 6 months, and 10 days. Our first non-Red Wings team came in 2002-03. They were the Devils. The average age on this team was 9 months. I mean, 29 months. <laughs> 29 years old, zero, zero months and six, six days. Sorry. Jesus, man. But um, being preschool, just like raising the cup. So, yeah, the oldest yeah. teams seem to be in that bubble of uh, late Nine 90s, months. early, early uh, 2000s. But this is the one that threw me off. The fifth oldest team to ever win the cup was actually the 1966-67 Toronto Maple Leafs. The last time they ever won the cup. The average age on this team was 28 years, 11 months, and 26 days. So they just missed the playoffs by, uh, I mean, just missed Jesus, uh, just missed um, the fourth place by, you know, a month. Um, yeah, that- some highlights are from the 02 Red Wings. Um, Brett Hall was on that team, and he was 37 years old, and that was the oldest team um, to win it. And the from the Toronto Maple Leafs team in 67, the oldest player on that team was 37. It was Terry Sawchuk. Uh, I think that was his last year in the league. Anything surprising about that, except for how sick Detroit was back in the day? Um, I guess surprising. I didn't know how old the, uh, the championship Leafs team was. I had no idea. Me neither. I would have always said that the uh, – I always thought, like, you know, hockey back then was, you know, older. You look at some of the old timers, you know, in the – New York Islanders day and like the penguins of the nineties. And those are some pretty old fellas, man. You'd think they were the average would be way above like 30 years old. I, I think that's just evolution, man. We don't look as old as those guys did. They were that's like true. 25 years old, man. They looked like they had eight fucking children and they owned a fucking hut in the woods. They did. 
Like, I mean, it's completely different. Now you go and look at like a guy like Trent Frederick on Boston. I mean, he looks like a fucking weasel. He's like, he looks like he's twelve. Yeah, true. Cole Caulfield. You never yeah, think man, that guy was twenty me. years old. Exactly. So there's um, there's something in the chicken fingers. Not the same. Yeah. Um, I I'll just keep throwing you trivia questions, man. I I love this. I'm gonna bring some more trivia questions. Do you know the oldest player to ever win the cup? uh trevor daly no <laughs> hold on I'll, I'll give you a hint it was on the 2008 red wings team uh, oldest player to ever win a cup got an idea um fuck man his son got drafted by the red wings that's my guess like no, you're round. thinking you're thinking of Chris Draper. It's not him. Oh, okay. Shit. No, I don't know. Chris Chelios was the oldest person to ever win a cup at dude, 46 I, years old in 2008. Holy fuck, dude! I had no idea. Yeah. I think I'm. I thought I was good at hockey, but since you've been throwing these trivia questions, and this is why you're here, man. We're we're gonna learn we're together. Learning. Yeah. Do you know that the was youngest? Chris Draper? <laughs> no, Chris Draper was only young. I think his rookie year was in the 90s, so he would have only been like. Maybe early thirties then. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought he was a little bit older. He looks old, man. He looks old. I guess he um, had that look. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the youngest player to ever win a Stanley Cup? Tyler Sagan. No. The Bruins. No. That was pretty close. This player also played for the Bruins in 1955. So you probably oh, won't well, get this fuck one. No. So it was Larry Hillman. Uh, Larry Hillman was 18 years old, two months and nine days, and he won the wow, Cup just turned in 18. 1995. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, so Tyler Sagan would be up there, though, for sure. I think yeah, he, he was only when he, when he was young. Just draft year, actually. He got drafted that year, and he won the cup. Yeah, so he wouldn't be far off. He probably I thought that was a pretty good guess. It was a great guess. He was definitely, like, 18 years, like, I don't know, like six months or something for sure. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, Steve, um, um, sorry, I'm just talking this whole topic. But um, so now I'm going to go over the five oldest teams in the league right now. Um, I'm going to go. So do you know the oldest team in the league right now? Islanders. Islanders are the oldest team. Um, they have an average age of 29 years and, um, and almost three months. That's I what happens when you sign guys like fucking Chara and free agency. Yeah. Right. Um, the second Andy oldest Green. team. So yeah, their average age is 29.29. Uh, the Capitals are second oldest at 29.2. Lightning at 29.05. Uh, Penguins at number four at 29 years old, even. And the uh, Flyers are the fifth oldest team at 28.56 years old. Um, uh, well, those are a few predictable teams. You know, the cores are getting older and stuff. So, for sure. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, so uh, without further ado, let's uh, talk about some older cores. We didn't mention these guys, but um, the Boston Bruins have an average age of 27.68. Uh, do you want to talk on them a little bit? Yeah, well, uh, you know, they obviously got guys like Bergeron. He's been there for fucking ever, Marchand. You know, they've got a little bit of an older core there. They've got a few younger pieces. Um, you know, uh, Charlie McAvoy was a really good pick. Um, and, you know, they... McAvoy's what, like 24 now? He's a bit younger on the younger side. Um, yep. Other than that, I don't see too many young guys in the Boston Bruins lineup. You know, you look at a guy like Trent Frederick, who's 
in the forward group now. He's a bit younger, but he's not really a good like point scorer, you know. Um, you look at these teams and you think like, you know, do they have another chance at the cup? And I thought we'd go over that today. Um, just look at a few different cores and say, you know, what could they add um, to, you know, get over the hump once more and raise the cup again. Um, yeah. <clears throat> with Boston, you know, you're looking at uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak. That's your like three top guys. Definitely. Um, how old is Marchand? He must be like, what do you think? Marchand came into the league in 2009. So he's probably uh, 20 then. I'd, I'd say he's like 30, 34. Yeah, you know, you look at this Boston core, you got a guy like Felino they signed. He's not, he's not the too young Hall, you know, drafted 2010. He's getting up there now, too. He's yeah. not extremely young either. Um, I used to think this team was older than what they are, but, you know, looking at the roster here, you know, Chara's gone. Uh, Krejci's gone. Krejci made them look older than what they really were. Krejci, Chara, and even Tori Krug. Tori Krug was drafted in like 2010 as well. Mm -hmm. So he added a bit of age. They've since got younger in this offseason for sure. They have. Last year. Swayman. Yeah. Last year, their average age would have been around 30, but now it's dropped 27.68. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at these guys, uh, I think they need, I think they need a centerpiece. I think they need to go in the middle. I think Krejci left a big hole there. I agree um, with you. Yeah. Uh, you got further center core. I'm, I'm here looking at some lines, uh, line combinations. I see Bergeron, Hala, Coyle, and Nosek. That's a fine center core, but I don't see any firepower in the top six. You know, no, after coming Bergeron, you know, after Bergeron, no, there's not much. Charlie Coyle has been um, good lately. He's been really good paired up with uh, Craig Smith, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, they definitely have to bring in a top six forward who can either play partial center or a full center, for sure. Yeah, and, and I think they're looking at moving Jake DeBrus too. There's been a lot of talks on that. So, you know, he's not a bad forward. Uh, he's not a everyday top six forward, I don't believe. He's shown flashes, he... man. It's, he's mm. a weird player. Um, if he was consistent, I think he would be definitely a great top six forward, but... Yeah, and I mean, this team has changed a lot since they won that last cup in 2010. So, you know, um, if you look at the corner now, you're really looking at Bergeron and Marishaner, the two main guys in my eyes, uh, you know, and, and Pasternak and Hall. I guess he'd be involved there. So um, to look, I looked at a player that I would add at a deadline to, you know, maybe give, get this team over the hump and maybe give these guys one last shot at a cup. I looked at a guy like Andrew Cott from Winnipeg. Winnipeg's yeah. having a tough year. You know, he, I'm pretty sure he's on an expiring deal. He has 32 points in 53 games. Um, I think if you put him in this top six somewhere, probably you could probably replace him with DeBrusque, and I yeah. think you'd be better off. I, I kind of felt bad for Cop because he does belong in the top six somewhere in Winnipeg, but with um, all the firepower they got up front, like it was hard to slot him in consistently. Not yeah, that he I, got out with injuries, so it was a tough season for him. But, yeah, I'd send him to Boston for sure. I'd, I wouldn't I, I think necessarily know if he was a second line center though. No, I, I think he is, man. He, man, he was on a tear at the beginning of the season yeah, until he, he got spanked with injuries a little bit. He's, he's an American. So he'd fit right in at Boston. I'm pretty sure he's from the Boston area, played yeah. college there. Yeah. He so would definitely think, fit in Boston. I think that would be a good fit if Boston could find a way to swing that. Cause I, I know Winnipeg's struggling. They're not 100% sure to make the playoffs. Um, so maybe that'd be a good move for Winnipeg. Maybe they get some assets back. Um, other than that, I mean, you look at their defense core too. Um, a lot of teams that have really solid 
defense cores have some big names there. I don't see many big names on this Boston lineup on the back end. They got McAvoy. Uh, McAvoy is supposedly supposed to be the um, best he's, he's five-on-five player. Yeah. Beyond McAvoy, I think there's a big drop-off in skill level on the, on the Bruins' defense. Uh, you got Carlo, Clifton, Forbert, Grizzlick, Riley. These are all guys that are, you know, fine NHL defensemen. But I think if you're looking to win, you're going to want to bring in something better than that. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to them going for a guy like Josh Manson, you know, on that blue line. I know that would be a big – you'd probably have to pay a higher price. But uh, – in my mind, if you could fit a guy in there like that, I think that add a lot of, you know, that sure up the blue line a bit. Um, how much cap space do they have? They don't have much. I think they're pretty well. I think they got two to around two and a half. It's not a lot of work with you. Well, you have to ship out the, the process. You're sending money out, in. yeah. Yeah, I don't have any offers done up. It's just you know thoughts. Uh, For sure, yeah. A little I, bit of a discussion, you know. I definitely try to strengthen the back end if I was Boston. If I was going to make a a run, for sure. Yeah, but, I don't uh, see Forbert or Forbert's a decent defenseman, and you know Clifton. I don't know, man. Uh, I think uh, he uh, he fucked up Jacob Chikrin the other night. He did, yeah. And they're saying it's a lower body injury for Chikrin. Yeah, they should bring gonna... they should bring Chikrin to Boston <laughs> and replace <laughs> Forbert. That'd be the ultimate <laughs> fuck you to Forbert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be sick. I'd die laughing at that. Oh. That'd be shitty for Forbert, but you know. Yeah, no. I mean, no. how awkward that locker room be. Some like to get that dinner table or something in the in the cafe. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. but, no, uh, that'd be funny as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I I would think they need a top six forward or um some kind of depth defenseman. Maybe, yeah. uh, definitely uh, a top six guy, and maybe even he could sneak into the top four if you need him. Yeah. So overall, I would say you know if we we're gonna say. If they had a good chance, a great chance, or a bad chance at winning the cup, I'd say they got a good chance. I think they make the playoffs. You know, Boston is a playoff team in general. You know, the overall the four depth is pretty consistent. I would like to see some more firepower though. I would uh I would say they don't have a chance to win the cup. Really? I would they I, are like you said it yourself, since they won the last cup, and even since twenty eighteen when they were in the finals, they have not been the same team. They've got rid of most of had, all their depth. They've turnover. only they've only got Pretty much Charlie McAvoy, um, Marshan, and Bergeron that were from that 2018 team. Pasternak. Oh yeah, Pasternak. Coil. <laughs> oh yeah, the big the big presence presence Coil there. Um, but yeah, Coil was <laughs> a as a trade acquisition, wasn't he that year? Yeah, for I that for could. that run. Yep. Yeah. I so, uh, I don't I'm, mind this group. I think they have good chances. Anybody, honestly, I I. I I don't like Boston, but I think they're I think they play better when when the games mean something. So I, that's why I don't count out Boston. I learned that being a Leafs fan, you don't count out the fucking Bruins, and if you do, you're stupid and you're gonna pay for it. I'm stupid, but I'm not gonna pay for it because I'm gonna fuck um, unless they beat Detroit, and then <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't have much more to add to Boston. I just like to see them definitely bring in a top six forward if they are serious about making a run, and I'd like to see them probably you know. Um, Find a way to bring in a defenseman. It doesn't have to be a big name as Josh Manson, but just a, a bit of insurance on the blue line doesn't hurt. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, defenseman forward. Um, what do you got on Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's an older team. They have yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh has an average age of twenty nine point zero zero years old. So twenty nine right on the dot. 
So almost almost thirty there. Yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh's lineup. I uh, I really like when they added Jeff Carter down the middle. I think they're middle. I think down the middle they're perfectly fine. I think Crosby, Mock, and Carter, I, and then Bluger, you're fine. I, I think the only thing that's going to kill this team's center depth is injuries. They've got some older centermen. Um, Jeff Carter, uh, Malkin, and Crosby are all over the age of thirty, so they do have some um, older centermen. So the only thing that's really going to kill that is injuries or fatigue. Yeah, I know they're looking to probably move on from Kapanen. I think Kapanen's gone sour in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's probably a guy who could be moved at the deadline, honestly, if there's any interest in him. He's a good penalty killer. Um, I'd like to see him add more up front. I think Pittsburgh, you know, a defense, you know, Pittsburgh won cups with mediocre defense. I mean, that's all they've ever done. Um, I mean, what? look at the 17 and 18 cups. Uh, did you – Beyond Crystal Tang, I mean Trevor Daly was like all stars. Like, who gives a fuck about the defense in Pittsburgh? So, I don't know. I, I think they have the Brian Dumoulin. Then yeah, Dumoulin. Dumoulin's here. Marino. He's a really underrated. He's a really he underrated guy, man. Yeah, Dumoulin, Marino, uh, Matheson's a decent defenseman too. I don't think anybody talks about him, but he he does play well, and and obviously Latang. Uh, yeah. If I was to add in Pittsburgh, I'd probably send out a guy like Kapanen, or you know, just try and find room for you know an impact forward uh not an impact forward but like a guy who's gonna make a big impact in the playoffs probably a few few goals here and there probably a top nine forward i look at jake debrose out of boston that, would that make sense maybe you, you uh, a guy like cabin and bringing a guy like debrosk uh not on boston's perspective because then if they beat the atlantic division and uh pittsburgh goes on to and and pittsburgh doesn't have anything to give uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh doesn't have anything to give. They have Boston. zero cap space. They have zero cap space, and they don't have any prospects or picks. Money coming out has got to be money coming. There's got, I mean, money coming out as money so coming in. I don't think Boston would be that. willing. I don't think Boston will be willing to give up Jake DeBrus for a captain, and, um, yeah. and they're both looking for demons. So I think they've they're probably going to both be teams that trade uh, to and from the West. Uh, they're not going to be trading. Um, within their conference, I wouldn't say. Yeah, that's so. more intelligent way to look at it than what I did. I kind of just looked at a guy who I think would fit in that lineup. Yeah, um, or or a non-playoff team from the Eastern. But uh, do you see playoff... them maybe looking? Do you see Pittsburgh looking at a defenseman? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I think they need a D-man more than they need a, a forward. I think they. Uh, I think their forwards this year. Uh, I mean, what they expected. I, they really only have like. Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, that people, and Rust, that people really look Rodriguez at as, is, is really as well. great. But yeah, Rodriguez wasn't looked at to be great. He's been a pleasant surprise, you know. So I think they've overachieved on their forwards. So I think the mm. forwards are are fine. I would really add a D-man. And if I was at a forward, I wouldn't touch the top six. I'd look for a depth guy. Well, they're like moving Kapanen as far as I'm concerned. You know, from what, everything I've heard is that Kapanen's pretty, they've lost faith in Kapanen. So I think you got to move money in, you got to move money out. I think they're going to exchange a forward at a deadline. I wouldn't be surprised. They also have a guy like Zucker too, who's who's pretty smart forward. I forgot about Zucker. Yeah, yeah, he's not bad. I mean, he's he can fit in the top six, but sometimes you know they they can move him around the lineup. Defensively, I think it's hard, man. Like to bring a defenseman into this group, you know, there's no there's no money to be you know played with, yeah. really. And you know, where does the money come from to bring a guy in? Uh, I'm not sure. It had to be a guy who has like a a really low cap at like somewhere near a million. 
Well, honestly, what I I can see um, is if they did want to move on from Kapanen, I can see him going to Arizona because they're taking anyone for maybe a gossip spear mm-hmm. or something like that. They could be involved if they really wanted to get fancy. They could be involved in a three-way deal. I don't think it's worth it if you're dealing with that much cap. I think that can be, you know, figured out from moving players up and down. And There's going to be teams who want to take but... cap on, though. There's going to be teams who would love to be involved in a trade just to get a pick. Yeah, you know, Steve Osman's sure. done it before, you know. So if if the teams are really serious about making runs and they want to add players, I think current with the current what, cap situation, you're what going to be is Kapanen's deal? How many years does he have left? I'm not sure. I think his cap is is cap is three point two mil. All right. I'm I'm not exactly sure of the term, but you know, if you can get if you can move a guy like that out, three point two mil, you could bring in possibly. Um, what are, what defenseman around three mil that could be moved? I top of my Goss, head, I can't. Gossespierre. Gossespierre. I don't know if they're looking to move Gossespierre at all. He's having a, pr- a pretty good year. I think that only increases yeah. trade value. I think they'd love to move him if they can. There. That's true. I don't know. They're, I I'd say they're looking to move anybody that's not maybe in their in, core. Maybe if uh, Detroit was willing to retain, maybe a guy like Nick Letty could go to Pittsburgh. That's FA. another good trade. Yeah. Captain. Uh, I don't want Kapanen. Well, you might get him. <laughs> I guess I, I'm not Stevie Y, yeah. Uh, yeah, Detroit has a, a lot of those. T- Detroit has a lot of those type of forwards, I think, like quicker, you know, uh, skilled forwards who just can't be good all year. So they don't really need Kapanen, do they? Ouch, man. No, we, we get enough Kapanen, I think. Yeah, I think you do too. Uh, Letty, though, I think Letty, Letty Detroit. Let, yeah, that was a good call. I can't believe they slipped my mind. If you work the cap out. Yeah, maybe even someone off Islanders. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Scott that Mayfield. Like, yeah, that sounded like the last year of the deal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I kind of – I looked at it and I said, well, if they're – with all the talks with cap, and I was like, well, if they're going to move him out, they need somebody to come in, I think, because they don't have – a lot in the pipeline. They got Drew O'Connor. He's a pretty good forward. Um, but uh, I think we're going to see a movement up front with Pittsburgh at the deadline, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a depth defenseman brought in if a team's willing to retain some salary. Definitely, man. Uh, how do you think the goaltending sits? Yeah, that's best kind, right? Jerry's been good this year. Jerry's got to have a bounce back in the playoffs because, man, he was awful last year. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I think they're fine. I don't think they're going to fuck with that till off season. So. But, you know, so, they don't have much room, like we said, 83 on the dot cap it. So they're squeezing yeah, squeezing money in. That's it for <laughs> Pittsburgh for me. What do you think of their chances are before we move on? Uh, I think they're good. Like we we predicted last week, um, I, I think they'll get past the first round at least. Um, yeah. if, if their forwards keep scoring the way they are, I think they beat Carolina tonight 4-2. to two. I think they got a great chance. Um, maybe not to win the cup, but definitely to uh, go for a run here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really depends on injuries and Jari to me. Yeah, uh, even if they don't bring anyone in, I think their team is built to um, to at least go for a, a little bit of a run here. I, I wouldn't put the house on it, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I think they're I think they're an all right club. Yeah, uh, same for me. I think they can get past round one. I think they can uh, probably surprise some people because you know Pittsburgh uh, can do that in the playoffs. Yeah, good call. All right, on to Washington. What do you have on these guys? I like the lineup, man. 
they're old, but I like their fucking lineup as it stands right now. I mean, the Washington Capitals are the second oldest team in the league at 29.2 years they're, old. They're old, man. You look at some of these guys I'm going to name off now, Vetchkin, Backstrom, Eller, Oshie, uh, Dowd, you know, Wilson. And then on the blue line, you got Carlson. He's been a bit older. Orlov's not young. Trevor Van Riemsdyk's not necessarily young. Justin Schultz isn't necessarily young. Nick Jensen. I mean, all these guys are pretty they're, – they're veterans. Um, the only thing that's really young about this Washington team is their goaltending. I think it's fairly yeah, young. and uh, and Connor McMichael. Yeah, and Connor McMichael. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, I like their forward group, man. Centers: Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Eller, Dowd. I think that's a really good punch down the middle, man. I think Dowd's it is one too. of the that's best fourth line centers in the league. I think. Yeah, I think so too. He's consistent. So, uh, Tom Wilson, he's a stud in the playoffs. Stud in the All Star game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna add much. Again, they're really they're right on the cap. They don't have any money to play with. Yeah, that's that's hurting, and I don't think yeah. they have any trade baited players either that they can kind of afford to ship away. Um, no, I and kind of like I don't know, get around that a bit. I think they're pretty much stuck with the group they got. I think if they add, I think they add a defenseman for cheap. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like it's it's hard to think of a defenseman on a, a good Justin contract. Brown, maybe. Justin Brown. He's maybe, a solid right? defenseman. He never you came know, to my mind, yeah, but I don't know. You know, Philadelphia's out of the race, maybe, you know, they're afraid, you know, uh, you know, they'd like to have another guy there to step in and, and play well. I'm not yeah. they usually do that though, like I mean, uh, Washington has, has went and got guys like Brendan Dillon and, uh, you know, uh, Michael Kentney was a guy that came up, Justin Schultz. Like, they go for veteran defensemen. You know, they don't really go for the uh, the young guy to bet on. So, I wouldn't well, be surprised. No. They, they got to find a guy on, like, a one-year deal that's not going to be relevant after this playoff run. Mm-hmm. Jacob Middleton in San Jose is a young defenseman that's causing a bit of trade you know, a few trade rumors going his way. He's right. Like a, drafted by the Leafs, I think. And he was unsigned. And then he went to play in San Jose in the minor leagues uh, with uh, Barracuda. And then he came up through, and he's actually not bad at defenseman. So I'm kind of pissed the Leafs didn't sign him from, his, uh, from when he got drafted. Yeah. Well, he would have been torn to shreds in Leafs. So I'd say he's, he's probably thrilled he never. <laughs> um, You're a <yeah>. dead man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. It's Leafs fans, man. I'm just reporting what I see. Is oh, they're yes. actually causing the trouble in the media. I um, I if I was to tinker with this team, honestly, I I get a depth um, score. Uh, they've been having scoring tr- problems lately. Um, what's his name? Uh, Haglin. Jeez, Carl Haglin is out with an eye injury right now. I'd be targeting a bottom six, um, a bottom six piece. I could probably put the puck in the net. Uh, I don't know, maybe ten more times until the postseason, and then maybe add like five goals in the postseason if you want on a bit of a run there you know who um, might fit there is that arturi lekin in montreal oh yeah he was a great player last year for montreal in the playoffs i i i think he'd actually be a good fit there that's actually a great pick i was thinking yeah. travis boyd or something maybe off of arizona he's been mm-hmm. making waves lately um, yeah so a player like that i think could really um help it washington's like depth scoring problem mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It, it all depends on Oshi, Ovi, Backstrom, and Kuznetsov. Really, when it comes down to the scoring part of it, like if you bring in a Lekin and you know he's not going to be taking flack for not scoring goals. I mean, get him to 
kill penalties while Car Hag- Haglin is recovering and stuff like that. But uh, I'm bringing the depth depth forward. I think if I was watching, you know who w- would also fit there probably who's having a really tough year who had a good year last year's Maxime Pontois. Yeah, they were talking about him on the news today, actually, or the hockey news. Um, they were saying how he like led scoring last year for the Ducks, and now he's having a tough one. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad move for a second-round pick and maybe something else. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. I think the Ducks probably are asking a bit more than that because he did just lead the team. He's in having points. a tough year, though. They're not going to get a lot more yeah. than that. No, he is having a tough one, man. It's too bad, too. I don't know if he has like nine points or 11 points. Over like fifty something games, <laughs> it's not so, much. And uh, and Anaheim is kind of stacked on the left side as well, especially with guys like I don't know, Zegers and McTavish that are coming and pushing the already centers like out of their spots in the future. He's probably going to be looking for another place to go. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Comtois in the, on the third line somewhere. Maybe push a guy like McMichael down for the playoffs. I don't know. McMichael's been good though. He's been half decent. Uh, He's been half decent. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, would oh. you address goaltending on this team? I know goaltending has been an issue for him. Yeah, I've seen some mock trades with Samson, uh, Samson off. Yeah. So I don't know, like, what you do there. I think Vanacek's a solid enough goalie. Um, maybe you go the route where you get a really cheap third stringer for the playoffs just in case. Like, I mean, I knew Anderson came in for them in the playoffs last year, like Craig Anderson, like out of the fucking blue. Remember that? Yeah, Craig Anderson having a – Decent year in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not going to be able to get a goalie with any uh, large cap, you know, cap issues. I think you look for a guy who's like, I don't know, like fucking a mill or under, like a third stringer who's just going to th- you can throw in there if shit hits the fan, pretty much. Yeah, I'd like Bernier from uh, New Jersey Devils. That's a big. That's a big deal, though. That's a big contract. I think, dude, in. really, I think he's only like two or three million. Yeah, but then you'd have to send Samsonov out, man. You're not going to fit two or three million in there with three goalies. No. Uh, I was thinking yeah. someone like an Aaron Dell. Yeah. Not maybe. that he's going to solve any fucking problems. He might make them worse. but Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't bring in anyone that I'm not going to use. I'd actually use Bernier. I wouldn't use like an Aaron Dell or, or someone like that. I'm not sure what. I think what, those two goalies could figure it out in the playoffs, though. So. I think so, too. Like, you know, we can talk all we want here, but I don't think Washington's making some any large changes here. I think they might bring in a, a piece, either a depth forward or a depth defenseman for cheap, and I think that's pretty much the extent of it. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, so I think they have a good chance to do well. You know, I think they have a good chance. I think their chance is pretty much the same as Pittsburgh, I would say. It really th- depends on the top guys. I think their chance team. is the same as Pittsburgh, yeah, and I think it's kind of like a little bit better than Boston. I think it's better than Boston. I think Boston, out of all the teams we talked about today, or actually not all the teams, but out of the three we've talked about so far, have the lowest chance. Yeah, no, well, that's what happens when you're a Detroit fan. You just pick on other teams. If, I anyone, if anyone that, should I... be salty here, it should be me. I'm the fucking Leafs fan talking to the Bruins. <laughs> well, that I guess it's a good thing Leafs aren't in this conversation because we're talking about teams that are more, more than likely past their prime, so... If neither, of our, case. if neither of our teams are uh, are off this list, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about a team now, though, that I wouldn't consider pass or prime at all. I think they're in their prime. All right, St. Louis? Yeah. All right, yeah. so St. Louis is a bit younger than uh, Penguins and Capitals, but uh, 
older than the Bruins. Their average age is 27.96. Yeah, uh, a lot of this discussion is on teams who've won the Cup. So, um, you know, we're going to look to see, like, I don't know, man. Like, St. Louis has a really well-rounded team. I think so, too. I think they could almost go into the playoffs as is and win the fucking Cup, and I think they, you know, they'd be fine. Um, I know Bennington's been struggling lately. Yeah, they've been playing Billy Huso a lot lately. Yeah, so I don't know. You're not going to make a move there, obviously. You're going to leave it as is, but uh, it's just a little bit of a concern there. I really like Buchnevich coming in this off, or was it a trade? Like, I don't even remember how he came in. Uh, yeah, it was a trade, I believe, for um, Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay. Yeah, that's uh, such picks. a fucking L for Rangers. I know. Sammy Blay would have been great if he didn't get injured, though. Yeah, Buchnevich is a really good fucking forward, man. Like, look at – I can name out some guys I have now, and you're probably going to be like, damn, like, they got a really good group. Buchnevich, Shen, O'Reilly, Peron, Karu, Thomas, Tarasenko, Saad, Barbashev. Like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, they got a great top six. Uh, and they got good penalty killers too, man. They St. Louis, and uh, they've lost a bit since they were in the – Cup final in 2018, but mm. they have they've got a bit back to the biggest piece that's missing. Obviously, is Pietrangelo. I don't think they're as effective without him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in T- Tory Krug, but I mean it's, it just wasn't the same. Um, not as big, not as I guess aggressive, and not as smart. But uh, they're good up front. Maybe a depth forward. Um, I think or, a depth forward bottom, will do fine. Uh, you know, so. Uh, yeah, a, a depth forward would probably be the make the most stand. sense. Like you said, like they're pretty solid all around. They can figure out goaltending. They'll be a real threat, but I don't think you can go into the playoffs with Billy Hughes so, um, because Jordan Biddington is uh, is struggling. He is. You know, so yeah, I I think a fourth line winger would do the trick. Somebody who's uh, who can kill penalties. Uh, top of my head. Trying to think of a guy who's on the fourth line who plays really well. Like, who can you think of? Off the top of your head, like, fuck, I can't. I'm, I'm completely. I, I can think of Delorier from Anaheim, but Anaheim's not getting rid of him, I wouldn't say. Uh, yeah. That kills penalties. Um, fuck, man. I'm, having I'm not trouble. sure, man. Travis Boyd uh, from Travis Arizona is the one I keep one, going yeah. back to. Arturi Lekkonen, uh, maybe someone from Detroit, like a, uh, like a Rowney, maybe. No, not a Rowney. That'd be better, like a Namastank knob or something, maybe. Somebody from uh, Columbus could fit in there, even Ottawa. No, Ottawa doesn't have any pieces. They're probably looking to get rid of. I don't think Columbus does either. Maybe Adam Ernie, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Adam Ernie's one. a solid, solid one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, should have been a bit. Alex Carpenter. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not really prepared on who, what teams could acquire. I mean, it's just kind of we're just here having a discussion, like. Seven yarn. Yeah, pretty much. I'm think of bottom six forwards off the top of my head. It's not easy. Um fuck man, who's on Buffalo's fourth line? Tage Thompson. No, he's he's actually two and he's, he's, he's not he's like on the yeah. first line. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the point is, I mean, we're trying to get across is like St. Louis, I think has got a better chance than Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston. Yeah. Um what do you think? <laughs> I think St. Louis is, yeah, probably the most well-rounded team we've talked about so far that has the best chance to go in without adding a single thing. 
I think especially if Robert Thomas, he's starting to catch fire now. Yeah, uh, keeps clipping. He's going to do really well. Yeah, I don't mind St. Louis's blue line either. Falk, Krug, Pareko. They've um, got some big names, but um, they don't play as well without um, Pietrangelo, I don't think. No. If they could have kept him, I mean, like, I don't know. It would have looked a lot better, I think. I think Pietrangelo is better than Krug. Significantly oh, 10 better. times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, But, you know, money and shit happens. So, you know. Yes, right. It is what it is. Anyways, yeah, I think they got a good chance. And uh, I think we're going to talk about one more team today. Yeah, I don't have any notes for these guys, but I wanted to say Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is the third oldest team in the league at 29.05 years old is the average age for them. Um, and I want to know if you think they can do it again or what they're, they should look to add this offseason. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they lost Goudreau. They lost Coleman. Um, Gord. Gord. Uh, Johnson. They lost a you know few significant pieces. I mean, uh, uh, Goudreau and and Coleman were exceptional in last year's playoffs. I mean, they were some of the reasons you know they got they got to uh, you know to the finals because they were making really good uh, plays, killing penalties, and and you know scoring big goals when they needed to be scored. Yeah, I don't think they're as good of a team this year. I think everybody knows that. That doesn't mean they're a bad team. They're still one of the better teams in the league after losing all that. Um, I think it wouldn't hurt for them to add a, a bit of depth down to you know the bottom six. I like Maroon. He's a great player. Well, he's not really a great hockey player. He's a great uh, he's a great guy. You know, um, plays. You know, he is what he is. I don't think he's a, a exceptional talent, but he's Maroon and he's a fucking modern day. What is it? Maurice Richard is what I said. Remember uh, I said that? Oh, you said <laughs> no. That was his brother. You're talking about. <laughs> yes, <so>. yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Andre Richard. Your eyes when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a. You got to tune into an earlier episode to get a reference. I have um, no idea what episode that's in either. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they definitely could use a penalty player. I think they were pretty good at replacing him, Corey Perry. I think that's like 14 goals this year or something. So. Corey Perry was a great replacement. I really yeah, like so and Corey Perry only gets better in the playoffs too. So I think he's Yeah, gonna he's gonna a be a year. machine in the playoffs. Uh, I think you can't replace a guy like um Gord. The only positive thing I think is that they didn't lose um Sorelli. I think Sorelli's mm-hmm. gonna be an absolute beast. Uh, he's the he's one of the up and coming two way players uh in the league. He's solid. Yeah. So I'd like to see him add though. I'd like to see him add probably a you know a bottom six forward, even if it's a shitty forward like Jimmy VC or something from New Jersey. No, they can't take on him. They, he doesn't do anything for Tampa Bay. They're going to bring in anyone. They got to have a penalty killer that's, you know, can just kill the clock or something for and give the stars like a minute to rest on the bench and go out there and, and kill a minute of clock every, say, five or six minutes or something like that and get, I don't know, play eight minutes a night or something. But his whole role is just to go out there. And, and just kill time, kind of like good, kind of like Goudreau, but Goudreau yeah. like, proved he was better than that. Yeah, Goudreau he clearly was. Yeah, so he need you need a player like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they got enough toughness, I'd say, with some of their back end pieces and Riley Sheehan from Seattle. I could, yeah, I could see that. That's not a bad call. He's a cheap, he's a cheap pick. I'm just kind of looking through, like, for everybody listening. I'm just kind of looking through some names here, just. What would make sense, you know? For Yanni Gord from Seattle. I'd say he'd work <laughs> in that locker room. Yeah, probably. 
No, I think she she a hand man. He's a he's a definitely cheap option, and he's bottom six his full career. You know, throw in there. Yeah. No, I Other think Tampa Bay is all right. I think I think they're like St. Louis. I don't think they need to add, but it would be nice if they could. You know, if if they got surplus cap room, which I'm not sure they do. They don't. They it, don't have any cap room, like a lot of teams so, we mentioned. So I doubt they're going to be making any moves. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, I think they're, I think they're pretty well set. Like you said, I'm just kind of picking shit apart, trying to be a dick. Um, you know, just thinking of like what could happen to make you know, do these teams need anything else to get to the next cup? And I don't think Tampa Bay needs anything else, and I don't really think St. Louis needs anything else. I think it's just like you know, you just got to play hockey and win fucking hockey games. And that's what it comes down to. Uh, Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Look at Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston, though. I wouldn't mind adding a couple of pieces on those teams. I think they need to add for sure, yeah, those three. But, uh, yeah, just a little discussion on older teams. Um, if you're going to talk or if you're going to guess who has the best chance of winning the cup out of these uh, five teams we talked about today. I can rank them first. for you if you want. I, I would rank say Light, right Lightning has the best chance. I think they have. Uh, they might be tired because they've been playing nonstop hockey, hardest hockey of their lives for the last three years. Uh, but I think they have the best chance. And then I'd, I'd probably go Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I mean, if they're scoring is as good as it is in the regular season in the playoffs and their goaltending squares up and Jerry can play like a regular season Jerry instead of a playoff Jerry, I think they're at number two. And then I'd probably say St. Louis just because um, they have a lot of young guys like Kyrou and Robert Thomas that are really starting to take the leap, take some pressure off like Shen and Perron, per se. So I think they... Yeah. Uh, They've got the third best chance. And then I throw it to Washington. I never count out Ovi. Uh, Backstrom's been doing it for a long time. Same thing with Carlson. They know how to get it done. Their goaltending shaky. So probably not a good team. And then I do Boston. Mm-hmm. If it was up I kind of figured that. Yeah. How would you I rank think I'd, I'd almost put St. Louis ahead of Tampa just because of the, you know, they're being bored. And, man, like how many cups can you really win before, you know? Pasta says four. Nobody's ever won more than four in a row. So Yeah. That was a long fuck time ago though. <laughs> but that was that without training and nutrition that we have today. So Yeah. I don't know. I'd I'd almost be if if Bennington wasn't as shaky as he is right now, I think with Tampa Bay you have a goal. He dials in, in the playoffs, I think. He dials yeah. in. Yeah. Well it's to be seen yet. I think with the guy like Vasilevsky, you know what you're getting, and he's the same in the regular season as he is in the playoffs. It's a solid goalie. He's a brick wall, man. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe Tampa, yeah. It's, it's between Tampa and St. Louis for me. Other than that, I think Pittsburgh, Washington, and, uh, you know, uh, Boston would, would be all right adding a, a piece or two to try and push ahead of these teams. But uh, we don't know what's going to happen yet. We'll have to wait till the playoffs. Wait till the I'm season. so excited for this playoffs, man. I think this is going to be a great year for hockey fans. And non hockey fans to get into the sport, honestly. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be really exciting to see Tampa win three, but I'd almost at the same time I'd be kind of bored because I'm like I want to see something different. I like to see McKinnon win it. I like to see all that pressure that he's faced just drain out of his body when he lifts the cup. Yeah, that'd be sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's uh that's it for episode nineteen, Steve. Yeah. How about you? Uh. Say farewell there to the uh, users or to the viewers. Yeah, just uh, join in the discussion with Hockey Tank. You can see us on Instagram at Hockey Tank. Um, you can see us on YouTube at Hockey Tank Podcast. 
Um, yeah, like I say, at every episode, we're trying to uh, trying to post as, as frequently as possible. Uh, a few things in life always get in the way, school, whatnot, uh, you know, schedules, you know, pretty busy most of the time. And, you know, it's not a full-time job. So, uh, you know, we try our best and uh, we enjoy it. And that's the main thing. So, yeah, go follow us there and keep updated. Uh, new feed of the week's coming out and uh, different fun posts. So thanks for tuning in. Good stuff, guys. You heard the man. Follow us on uh, any social accounts that you can find us, uh, Instagram, YouTube. MySpace. Um, <laughs> Tumblr. Um, fucking... Tinder. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> MSN. Fucking... MSN. What else we got here? TikTok. No, no. I'm not on TikTok. Shag no, that. me either. Me either. Um, yeah, so, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hot Tank Podcast. We'll be sure to check up on you guys in a week. And uh, other than that, stay safe and take care.